0: Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 2310. Yet he knows the way
1: I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most
0: of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, 24-Karat Tribe. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, I know you were on the edge of your seats all week waiting for Stacy to come back. (laughs) She might just be our next third, uh, third host. (laughs) We have way too much fun. I, when I picked her up from the airport, I was like, I know I'm just going to laugh all weekend. It's always so good for the soul. So, So, um, you know, in in spite of our crazy lives, it's laughter is good medicine for sure. So, all right, Stacy. so we ended off, you had gone through a divorce and you had kind of left a little bit of the church and you were just kind of doing your own thing, and so take us to where your next journey was.
2: Yeah, so, you know, just kind of plugging along at life, being a single mom and, um eat- I did keep my daughter in, in Christian school, you know, because I was still a Christian. I still believed in God. That had not changed anything. And I would go to church periodically, but I never... I was always, like, the back row. Like, let me sit as far back as possible so no one could see the D on my back. <laughs> you know, don't talk to oh, anybody. Okay. Don't get involved in any kind of ministry yes. because, you know, what if they have rules? that like, <laughs> both ladies are not
0: invited. They, they do. Um, I proof of that. Yeah.
2: We were not going to go there. So... I, I pretty much <clears throat> kept to myself except for my friends, you know, on the outside of church. I did, I didn't have any friends at church anymore. And, um, so I, you know, I just got to this place where, you know, after years of doing that, I kind of was like, I miss, I miss church. I miss being in that world, like, involved. Community. I miss all of that. Mm-hmm. And I just started, like, I was going to this one church kind of off and on, and and I I just started, I just kept going back every week. I just kept going back. And I I just felt this pull to, like, go start going back to, like, the women's ministry and stuff. And still, I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't saying anything. Like, if you said hi, I'd be like, hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> whatever but I wanted to go you know like there was something in me that I was like I want to be I want this so badly but I don't want anyone to get too close because I'll be judged I'll be shamed and I'm already I'm living in like I got the whole armor on of shame Mm -hmm. right now so I don't need that So I did start going to, you know, this women's Bible study and the Bible leader was amazing. And I just, I started feeling apart, even though I still kept people at a distance. I was loving the studies. I was loving being back. And I just felt like I was kind of like at a point where I was able to start growing my, my walk with God more and, and, um, You know, I still was in this weird place because growing up in church and, you know, we grew up very, you know, rules and legalistic and so... I was at a place in my life where I was kind of like, maybe I'm kind of being punished for being Mm. divorced and I'm just going to roll with this, you know, divorced life and I'm going to always be single. And I felt like unless I stepped out of my Christian faith and I married somebody that wasn't a Christian, that I probably wouldn't be married again because there was no way any Christian man would want to be married to a divorced woman mm-hmm. and so because they're I, so perfect because they are I mean yeah. they're like we know angels, archangels whatever <laughs> um the angels are yeah but I you know that's what I thought you right know, that's yeah. what I grew up that's what I thought and you're
0: bad they're good yeah
2: mm-hmm. and so you know and I dabbled in that a little bit you know I went I dated guys that weren't Christian but it never felt right like I I always remember thinking in the back of my mind like Ooh, but they're not a Christian. Like what I really like, Ooh, I don't, I don't want to be like a non-Christian life. Like I don't want that kind of life. Like seeing where it Mm -hmm. was going. I was like, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll just stay with this. I don't like this either, but I guess it's better than that. Right. So it was just kind of like, what's the lesser of the two evils? And so, Rolling along and, um, but always in the back of my mind thinking, like, I'm this is just how my life's going to be. I'm going to be single. I'm, you know, no one's ever going to want me. And, uh, I met this, we'll call him Dirty John, um, (laughs) (laughs) through a mutual friend at the time. And, you know, she was talking about, oh, he's this great Christian, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, sure he is. Uh huh. Yep. And, uh, so we met and, you know, started chatting or whatever. But again, I was like, guard up, like, nope, not whatever, like that, not talking to you, not telling you my life, nothing. And, um, you know, over time we started talking and I remember feeling so nervous to tell him like, Oh, I, you know, I, I'm divorced and blah, blah, blah. And nothing fazed him. And I thought to myself, I remember thinking to myself, maybe this is God's like second chance for me. Like maybe redemption. Yeah. Like God is going to do. And I literally thought that, like I started in my mind thinking, Okay, what I lost in my first marriage of like this whole like, oh, we're going to be in ministry and we're going to do all these great things and we're going to have this wonderful story about how everything magically (laughs) was fabulous all of a sudden because we're so much older and we know everything now. Um, I really thought that I was like, maybe this is God's like person Mm -hmm. for me. I really believe that. Um, And, you know, we were dating and not very long. We were only together for a very short period of time. And uh, we got married, and um, very quickly, I could see that he was definitely a Christian. I, I do believe that firmly, wholeheartedly, but like you were talking about, he had a lot of underlying issues mm-hmm. in his past, and um, <clears throat> much more so than what I had experienced with my Gosh. you know, first husband. He had a lot of trauma that he had experienced as a child. Um, you know, his mom committed suicide or she died of a drug overdose. His sister died of a drug overdose. He was abused. I mean, you name it. He had it happen to him. He had gotten into a lot of trouble and as a kid and, but he was like a good, solid Christian. He had, Changed his whole life. And I was like, this is amazing. Like you always, you know, when I'm always like, I don't have a testimony. Like I was raised in church. Like what kind of testimony is that? You're like, I was saved at seven yeah. at a Jiggers concert. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, oh my God. the you know, the ventriloquist yeah. thing.
0: I was like, <laughs> she does the hand movement.
2: I was like, that woo. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the testimony. Okay. Yeah. But these people that are like drug addicts that like come off the side of the road and they're like <laughs> magically don't get in an accident because God saved them. Like, I'm like. That's this guy. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, you know, this is good. Like this is going to be so awesome and like god, thank you. Um but it was a huge eye-opening experience because I didn't know how to re- to relate to somebody like that cuz I didn't grow up that right, way. Right. And there was a lot of a lot of really bad things that happened mm-hmm. in that marriage and again, I ended up in a place where I was like I don't want to get divorced. We are not getting divorced. I told him, we are not getting divorced. I don't care. I am never being divorced again. I don't care. We are not getting divorced. We will sleep in separate bedrooms. <laughs> but, you know, it got They're to all a... all good Christians. Yeah. You know, we will be June... June Cleaver. Cleaver. Um, we'll have the two twin beds. No. Okay. But uh, it got, you know, it got to a point where I didn't have that choice. Like, he left and completely ran a completely different direction and got involved in a lot of really bad things. And so again, I left at this place and I was like, really God, like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like I thought the first time was bad enough, but like now this, now this, like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: And we were talking about earlier today about It's funny because I think a lot of times you think, well, I'm going to meet this Christian man and he's going to fulfill all these things, right? And of course, we know that God wants us to be with somebody who has the same kind of values as us. It just makes life easier when it's that way. But I think, you know, everyone has trauma. Everyone has damage. You can have had the most perfect Christian life and you still have trauma and damage in your life. There's still things that happen. The um, One of our guests said something, and, and I'll never forget. She just said, the only difference is, is that the Christian men seem to hide it better yeah. than the non-Christian men. Yeah. And so I think that is always kind of one of those things where it's it's not perfect and if you you know, obviously there were red flags, but you were probably like, Well no, he's a Christian, like yeah. but he's good. Like he reads his yeah. Bible and he goes to church on Sundays and so that should just We're gonna like, be in
2: ministry. So it's
1: yeah. right. <laughs> it's okay we have a
0: plan. Yeah, yeah we, we have, have a plan. plan. I have a plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you um go through this like horrific period, right? And obviously he leaves, you are now again, going through a divorce for the second time. How are you on the other side of that after this? Cause the first time you kind of walked away, not from God, but from the, you know, from going to the community of church. So where are you now?
2: Yeah, so <laughs> we actually, um, we tried to go to counseling at this one church and um, and we went for a few weeks and then he was like, nah, I'm done, I'm out. And so, I remember I was sitting at home and I was just like desperate, like I, I I, don't know what to do. And so I I ended up going to divorce care at that church and I became started, like I, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it different this time. I was like, I couldn't do, I couldn't get enough of church. But the difference was that meeting people at the church that were going through the like they were going through a divorce mm-hmm. or going through a separation and we were all struggling with the same thing but we were welcomed with open arms mm-hmm. like we weren't looked at as like bad people or anything like we were welcomed with open arms and I remember <clears throat> um thinking like where was this before like, yeah, like- where <laughs> was this before but also even after that like going into different discipleship classes and stuff and just feeling like I didn't and I we had to kind of like share our story in this discipleship class and I remember like feeling so like oh I don't want to like talk about this but I just did and and I felt like the sense of relief like finally I can say it and not feel right bad like I don't have to feel so much shame um and so that was a point for me where I was like starting to slowly talk about it and slowly starting to be okay with it but I still had some of that shame so it took me like working through and that was another thing too I was like I need to figure this out and like figure out like all the stuff in me and where all of this stuff is Mm -hmm. going like where what's happening inside of me And like, how can I heal from the past traumas that I've had so that I can be like a whole person and like healed of some of the trauma that I've gone through, not just through the divorce that I was dealing with, but like Mm -hmm. my parents divorce, the things with my parents, the things growing up, the beliefs that I had that weren't probably all that great for me to hold on to. Um, And so just kind of like, you know, my dad would always say like, it's like, an onion, like peeling all the layers back from an onion. Yeah. And it was kind of like doing that and as painful as it was and as hard as it was, it was literally like the best thing that I could have done for myself because it literally like kind of getting down to that core. It was like all of that shell that I had around me and all of the things that I was doing to protect myself, it was it was almost bringing more shame on me because mm-hmm. i was like i was like holding on to it so tightly but as i unpeeled the layers i was like finally able to breathe and say like i am not ashamed of this anymore like mm-hmm. i don't have a reason to be ashamed like this is life this is what happens sometimes and yes there's lessons to be learned from that because i don't definitely don't want to go through that again yeah. but I'm in such a different space and it actually strengthened my relationship with God because it drew me closer to wanting to know him and, and my value and my worth in him, not Mm. in other people, not in what I could do for him or, you know, what my plan was going to be to do something for him, but just being, his daughter just and and being your identity him. You're, yeah you're my your identity, identity in christ and <clears throat> as his daughter whether i'm single whether i'm divorced whether i'm a mom whether i'm what mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that's not how he sees me he doesn't say oh there's stacy that divorced girl yeah. he says that's my daughter
1: mm-hmm.
2: and mm-hmm. she's hurting and so i really felt him drawing me in and saying like i remember <clears throat> one time um sitting at home and just feeling like he was saying, like, I've Mm. been waiting for you to come.
0: Mm. Like, I've been waiting for
2: you to come to me. Um, and again, not that I was, like, running from him, but it was, like, just come. Yeah, let me Let me sit with you. Yeah. Let me just sit with you. Mm -hmm. Like, you are hurting so much. Like, I just need to sit with you. And so, Mm, so um, just getting to that place where I was like, (sighs) ah, finally, um, was just an amazing relief so it's like yeah i don't like you know i don't wear a shirt that says like hi guys i've been divorced two times (laughs) or multiple times would you like to be the
0: third
2: (laughs) (laughs) Third but um but i i don't um i'm not afraid to share that you know people you know it's always like one of those things like oh so what's your status or whatever it's like i don't have i don't i'm not scared to like tell people that I'm divorced or that I've been married multiple times or whatever. Like, I have no shame in my game. Like, I'm okay with it. And if you can't accept that, that's okay. That's fine. I don't do
0: I, I remember, I don't care. like, a long time ago, I was in some kind of a crisis counseling or coaching. I don't know, I remember what it was. But it's like, you know, like you finding the second husband and dating him. You're coming along with all your baggage. Mm-hmm. And he's coming along with all his baggage. And nobody... Like you weren't brave enough Mm -hmm. to really, you were just like, oh, I was divorced before, like skim over Mm it, right? Instead of being like, hey man, I've got some issues, Mm -hmm. like there's some things Mm that we come with this baggage and we all do Mm -hmm. it. Like I remember even when I married Mike, I still had like a whole truckload of garbage, but I was able to like unfold it in the marriage with him as I grew closer to my relationship Mm -hmm. with God And I'm grateful for that. And the same with him. He started, like, unloading some stuff. But we all bring this bag of garbage with us, right? And then it's like we just go, we either hold on to it or we just go, here's all our stuff, you know? (laughs) And so, you know, everyone, they have this expectation. So that's a perfect analogy of, like, we say we want the Christian guy. But what does that mean? Yeah. Because every single person... And I haven't met one person yet that doesn't have childhood issues. Mm -hmm. Something has happened. My kids used to, like... you, You were talking earlier. My kids used to get so mad, like, for college applications. Or, what's the, like, most exciting or horrific thing that you've ever been through? And they're like... Our life is so boring. You life so normal. And I was, they were like, Girl, don't, worry. Can't... don't worry, I've given you lots oh, no. of trauma. They You'll were find like, why can't we have your story? Like, and I was like, you don't want my story. I tried to save you from my story. But what I found yeah. out is like, as they went into college, yeah. and even during high school years, they were struggling with things that I've never yeah. struggled with. And it made me realize, like, we all have a bag yeah. Yeah. to carry. Like Absolutely. we, all, And I was just like, there were things that scared the crap out of me that I would see. And I'm, I'm just like, you're struggling with this and they didn't want to talk to me yeah. about it. And so I, they had to walk through it. And, and I thought that's your, that's your junk. Yeah. Like that's yep. your baggage. And we all have, I don't care if you've been raised in the Christian yeah. church, if you, cause my kids were raised in yeah. a Christian faith yep. since they were born, but it's like, it doesn't matter because yep. life is life. Yep. And also I love the fact that like when you sat with God and, And realize like he's like Stacy I love you I like he knew those things were going to happen and he's like I you have a story you're going to help so many people (laughs) like in spite of that we have to go through the tears and the Mm -hmm. bloodshed and all the stuff that we have to go through and that's how I look at our hard stories now is like I can either sit in shame and say like you know I'm a girl that had an abortion like I'm a girl that's been divorced like I have a whole slew of other things and I'm an open book in that because I'm like, listen, if you if you're ashamed of that, come sit with me because yeah. I'm not ashamed of that yeah. with you. like yeah. i'm I'm okay with that because <clears throat> yeah. I'm strong enough to handle that story for you. That's who God makes you. when we can be honest, and this is men too, when we can yeah. be honest in those stories and yeah. say like, I messed up back here, but you know what? Let's talk about that so we can like clear that air and not let yeah. the enemy, like, yeah. The second you voice it, the the no you it, yeah. it, yeah, the second
1: you voice it, the enemy has no more power over it, And I'll uh, you know, I won't forget because I kind of knew. So Stacey and I, although we've been friends since third grade, you know, because we've been friends for such a long time and she's moved and, you know, we've all had our lives. We stayed in touch, but we weren't super close. And so there were periods of time where I would see her. And I mean, you weren't the girl that I remember. Like you were always, you know, when we were growing up, you were my friend that used to always make me laugh. Like you just make my stomach hurt. You make me laugh. I mean, you do now. But when I, we reconnected at one point you were kind of in this really weird place. And I remember like thinking, man, like, where did she go? Where did that girl go? Cause I knew who you were. I knew what your heart was. And so, um, I, it was so funny because we were doing freedom Academy mm-hmm. and I, you know, obviously we were promoting it a ton and Stacy was like, what is this crazy girl? Yeah. Do? <laughs> what kind
0: of cult are you in yeah. now? <laughs>
1: She had to try it out and yeah. she did. And I mean, I can't speak for you, but I'm pretty sure that that even changed even more. And Absolutely. you were able to find this amazing purpose and even going through two divorces. And I'm so grateful for you because you started a Facebook group. So tell us a little bit about your passion around that <laughs> and how you want to so help people. I you. know. I'm <laughs> like, it's like, okay, like the mama's like, I want to say that that is one thing like I can't say I don't care if it's Freedom Academy or another right. something that gets you to actually open up to yeah. those hard places of your story yeah. because yeah. honestly like every woman that and I've said this a million times but every person not every woman because my husband went through Freedom Academy yeah, yeah, too yeah. and I've watched him yeah. change <laughs> he was the only yeah, he was the only guy in the whole he thing cried he, did. <laughs> he did <cry. laughs> he's gonna be so mad at you for saying that <laughs> I know. I <laughs> he, um, you know, he I I've Jay. watched it like yeah, change yeah, and so transform good. people. Like, yeah. I literally sit and watch these people who, when I met them, were completely different. Now, I mean, I'm completely different mm-hmm. because of it. It gives you this purpose yeah. and this like reason of like my damage is not for nothing. Like the stuff I've been Mm, through, I haven't carried it it for nothing. This is, I'm going to use it and God's going to be glorified in it. And even though it was hard, um, you came out of there. Like I try not, I'm trying not to cry because (laughs) (laughs) we came out of there. It was the most beautiful three days. Like we just held each other. And those last night I was sitting on my daughter's couch and we were watching TV, but she has a picture of all of her Academy friends Mm -hmm. on her, um, on her, uh, um, no, no. <laughs> what am I thinking of? I can't even I think. On her TV stand. Yeah, on her TV yeah. stand. And I just kept looking at it and I'm like, those people, like yeah. those people are the most beautiful loving people that i could have ever like been encountered
0: with and their people and we stay connected yeah yes, and some of them so yeah crazy.
1: what's crazy is like some of them we didn't even know until yeah. we met and now there are people that live in your area yeah. where you're living and yeah. you you continue to be friends with them yep. so when you were in academy mm-hmm. you talked about um you wanted to do something.
2: Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about like what you're doing now. Yeah. It's so exciting. So I think for me, like I was, you know, saying earlier, you know, like I didn't have this like testimony. Like I've said, I was, I grew up in church. I was seven years old. I was at this, you know, kids crusade and I got saved like, woo. <laughs> so I always, you know, and because I thought that, you know, Oh, we are going to do, mi- you know, we we're going to do missions when I first got married and then, Oh, me and this other dirty John are going to do these <laughs> other missions. Like I was like, Okay, God, like, I I always felt like I have no purpose. Like, mm. I I have no purpose. Like, I'm not this, like, oh, I got saved off drugs and I was going to die and God, you know, healed me. Like, I don't have that story to share with people to be like, you should come to Christ, too, because look at what he can do for you. Like, look at what he can do for you at seven and you can, you know, <laughs> look, look at it, uh, a ventriloquist, <laughs> fake talk, and you can come to Jesus, too. Like, really, God? So I always felt like there was no purpose, there was no testimony, there was nothing. Like, everyone would be like, testimony, give your testimony. And I'm like, I don't have one. Um, but I, it, coming out of Freedom Academy, I realized, like, no, I do have a purpose, and I do have a story to tell, and I do have a testimony that it didn't save me. Like I didn't become a Christian because of my divorce, but it gave me a purpose that out of the hurt and out of mm-hmm. my story, um, you know, we kind of talk about academies like what's your hell no. And right. my hell no was I never want a divorced woman mm. to feel like she's sitting alone yes. in shame yes. ever. Yes. Like I was there and it's literally was like the worst feeling I ever had had aside mm. from going through my divorces and everything, you know, I can picture myself exactly where I was sitting. And I felt this sense of desperation. Like I have no one, I have nothing. Like I I don't know what to do. Like Mm -hmm. I was desperate and I don't ever want someone to feel that way where they feel alone. Like I was in the pit, and nobody was there. It was like people would walk by and look and wave, and they <laughs> hurry along because, you're, like, You're with your
0: Ikea furniture. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Like I mean, it, it looked pretty out. down there because yeah. I was down there a long time. It looked pretty. But people didn't want to go down there with me because it was too dark. It was too heavy. It was too much for people. And so, um, you know, I started this Facebook group called uh, Beautifully Unashamed, and it's my my heart's desire to be able to help women that are walking through a divorce journey to feel like they have support, that they have encouragement. Mm -hmm. I don't have answers for you. I can't, you know, resolve your problems, Mm -hmm. but I can walk with you through the hard times. I can, I can be there as an encouragement and tell you that you will get to the other side. Mm -hmm. Like you will walk through a very dark Valley, but you won't go alone. Mm -hmm. God's going to go with you, but I will go with you too. Yeah. Um, in a physical present sense or a virtual sense Online. She's like she's like your cheerleader. Yeah, and I and you don't have
0: to be ashamed.
2: And you don't have to be ashamed, you know, because there's no there's no reason to be ashamed. And so, you know, if you feel that way, you can come and know that there's no shame here at all. And so that's something that I started that I'm hoping that you know will provide encouragement and support to women as it you know hopefully over time grows. Um, but yeah, and God's brought some wonderful women across my path that I know are not by accident. And, you know, just being able to talk with them and encourage them, um, along the way, um, has been a huge blessing to me because it reaffirms to me that God is not done with me yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that he brings beauty from ashes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It it's like you hear that, ashes. you hear that so much, you know, yep. we use that as kind of like a, well, God brings beauty from ashes. Mm-hmm. But like, when you truly think about the, the stories of- and the yep. stories of our lives that have taken us to almost our death, you know, yep. like just because when you're going through something, whether it's a death of a child or a divorce or, you know, anything traumatic, like you feel like I'm going to die. Like yep. I'm going to you die. Too. You do. Um, and the fact that God can literally bring beauty from all of that yeah. and, and restore, not res, restore is such a funny word, right? Because we think restore, he's we not think, making
0: it the same. Yeah, no, he's, he's not, making he's
1: making it something it new. new. Yeah.
0: And so, from yeah. What so had before. Or, yeah. yeah,
1: it's beautiful. It's yeah. just beautiful. And I'm, thank you so much for thank sharing you your story. Thank you for letting oh my me gosh. share. I know she's my, <laughs> she's <laughs> my best
0: friend now. <laughs> just We're going to have to. Have
1: to fight over that, but anyway, You haven't got no third grade story, so
0: you know what? we're gonna make stories
2: for the first We're don't starting start. today. We, we're already got, start. we already got the sparkle girl. So. I, left, I left sparkle all over her Top in a weird place.
0: We'll just say top.
1: The problem is that if you if she gets you in trouble now, you might go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> this is true.
0: But I mean, almost went there before, I yeah. guess. I don't know. You out, okay? Though. She'll mail me out. We're friends. You won't be in Jan's office, you'll be in the sheriff's office. Oh, oh I'll be like, Look, gosh. okay, <laughs> looks So sorry.
2: <laughs> oh my
0: goodness, thank
1: you so much, Stacey, for being you. on. And can you just tell us again, um, the Facebook and Instagram where they can find you?
2: Yeah, so the Facebook group it's a private group, but you can request to join. It's beautifully unashamed. And the Instagram is the same. It's beautifully underscore unashamed. And that's just anybody can follow that page. And I just post my own experiences and just encouragement there. But the Facebook group is a private um, Mm -hmm. group. So you can request to join if you want. Thank you
1: so much. Make sure to go follow and subscribe. To Stacy's group, and don't forget to follow us, like, subscribe, and share to our 24 Karat Conversations Instagram and Facebook. And until next time, 24 Karat Try, sparkle on. Bye.